0: welcome back everybody it's a brand new year the first episode of 2023 real quick thank you for everyone that listens and has been on the show so far if you want to be on the show or if you know someone that has a cool fish story to tell on the show shoot me an email it's right here if you're watching sttf.weareverywhere at gmail.com i said are you watching i meant if you're just listening If you're watching, you can read, I'm assuming. Um, Episode 33. We've got a very uh, unique guest to kick off the new year. I'd like everyone to welcome Alex Glover. What's up, man? Hey, everybody. Uh, How's it going, man? It's going good. Um, (laughs) It's so funny. I have to apologize um, because whenever Shane was the one that uh, sent me your info, yeah. And he sent me just a screenshot and he was like, "Yo, this would be a cool uh, episode. This would be a cool guy to have on. It's kind of got a unique uh tie in to fish, a unique story." And it was a screenshot of your email and it was Alexander. So that's how I reached out to you. I was like, "Hey Alexander" oh, yeah. and kept calling you Alexander <laughs> finally <laughs> last night you're like, "You can just call me Alex." <laughs> and I know how that is, man, because I don't go by my like full name. I just well, what go is by
1: Clayton short for Clayton. Okay, and that's that's
0: not even my first name that's my middle name so I go by my middle name shortened so like I fully get it whenever someone's like calling you by something you're not used to hearing so
1: it's really just Alex people who see the email that's that's the only people who say it but
0: uh I'd
1: have to be pretty stuffy to go by
0: Alexander Alexander on episode
1: 33
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so um before we get into your fish story. Yeah. You're in a pretty unique <laughs> band of your own. Um so your band's name is Weird Fishes. That's right. Correct. Yeah. And it's a blend of Radiohead and Fish. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I listen to your stuff. I I hadn't heard of you until Shane put me on. I went to your website.
1: The Fenway after parties, I think he said. Oh, that's where he. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. So, have you done a lot of like fish after parties? Because you're in. First off, you're in Boston, right?
1: Yeah, we're up in Boston. Okay, Um, cool. I just moved to Beverly, which is just north of Boston. But um, yeah, yeah, we're up here in Boston. We've done a couple after parties. Most recently, we did a Trey Goose after party in uh, November up at the Lowell Show. How was that? it was great we had a great time uh the venue was we uh you don't know massachusetts obviously but uh lowell is a funny town uh in general it's like there's a college and there's a town and it's not like a big like venue it's not a city or anything so the venue we played at was a it was olympia zorba's greek music hall and it was a very funny venue experience but it was great. The staff was very happy. They just didn't really know what they were <laughs> getting themselves into. Getting, maybe, yeah. So when they, they had like, I don't know, 150, 200 people on the floor spinning like hoops, and they're all like the the, the owner. <laughs> During our second song, the owner brought a chair out. Oh God! Sat right in front of the stage and filmed like <laughs> about four feet, like with the back of the chair and we were just, I was trying not to clap to crack up he was spinning around looking at the whole room he was like this is the most action the place i have seen in a while and we were like this is great
0: that's awesome dude yeah it's like it's like someone's like mom like yeah from someone that's in the band it's like yeah. filming every second you know it's like
1: I went through my head I was like oh man people are gonna think my dad's a weirdo but that's my dad man that's like the manager of the venue that's
0: awesome dude Uh, but that's cool though like I mean so my question is like with these very niche niche bands that get put together like we've I mean there's a handful of like Fish cover bands there's a handful of every band's cover band right yeah and so I've always wondered so with you and everyone else in the band did you guys just find each other and was like hey my two favorite bands are Fish and Radiohead and they're like mine too and you're like Hey, I'm really good at guitar and he's like, "Hey, I'm really good at drums." Like, how did you all find, How did you all find each other and like come together and be like, "Hey, this is the lane that we're going to go down." Or yeah. is there are there people in the band that are like, "Hey, I don't like Fish or Radiohead. I just like playing music."
1: Um no, so it's uh it's a funny story. Um so we have a violin player, um my best friend Josh Knowles and like best like musical buddy that like we make music together for like 10 or 12 years um which neither fish nor radio it has um in their band you might notice (laughs) but um we just kind of do all our musical projects together and just like we just love playing music together he is i'll just do a quick plug he has a great solo uh discography online josh knoll's incredible like songwriting and violin but um and I I produce that I do like a lot of music production as well and we were kind of just bullshitting around (laughs) right I was uh I was in like one of my like cycles where like you listen to and talk about fish unrelentingly to your friends a little more Mm -hmm. than they'd like that kind of thing and he he's down like he he likes fish but he's like not like He's not like in in like right. Not really in the community, but like he he listens and he keeps up with the shows and stuff, and he'll he'll go if it's around. But uh, we we love Radiohead, the two of us together, and I was just like, because Radiohead has a song called Weird Fishes, right? Uh, and I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if there was a band like called Weird Fishes with a PH that did like uh, Radiohead in the style of Fish? And I said it as a joke because I thought they were like totally opposite bands, yeah. which like. They are, kinda. Yeah. Um and he's you know, we just had like a laugh about it. I jokingly jokingly played like the chords to Paranoid Android in like a like a funky style. Or yeah, actually, hang on. We're gonna get a little we're gonna get a little preview here, okay. (laughs) No, this is just how it literally how it came about. Okay. Like, you know, like what are the chords? and then I was like (laughs) And I was like, wait, no, that's cool. Like, that's like, it sounds like fish. can <laughs> you tell? Yeah. And then like, you know, so it started 100% as a joke. Um, and then the, the more I like dug into more of the songs, I was like, maybe this is a real idea. Like, and I think the common denominator between the two is jazz. Sure. Um, maybe like the only common denominator. I mean, I'm sure there's like others a little bit, but like, your radiohead head is humorless and fish is full of humor and right, joy yeah um but it's very yin yang
0: like the combo is
1: it is yeah. like the more i thought about it i was like this is a joke but it's not like this i'm really starting to make logical sense of of this and i i really am starting to love this um and then i found uh pat our bass player who we had played a show with like Josh and I's other band uh, and his other band had played a show together years ago. I hit him up on Facebook just because I knew that he was in a funk band. And I was like, You have any interest in this? And he was like, He said he never really dove into Radiohead at all. But uh, he was like, I am so honored you asked me because the, the free, the recording of free from the Brooklyn. Uh, dvd is what inspired me to play bass in the first place and i was like oh great i totally asked the right guy
0: dude <laughs> side note on that just remind me of that but keep going
1: <laughs> no that, Brooklyn that, free that's it yeah that's how we met uh pat and then i reached out to a drummer named Devin, who he's like he's just a fan of music uh on the whole and he played our first two shows with us but he actually lived like two and a half hours away in massachusetts mm. And at the at the start, I was just like, I thought maybe this was going to be like a one off show. We did Radiohead's OK Computer," um, but as it became clear that it was like a full, more full time thing, it was like a mutual decision where he messaged us and he was like, "Guys, like, yeah, I, mean... I can't do like." No, he couldn't. He was oh. like, "I can't, I can't do weekly practices from two and a half hours away." And I was yeah. like, "Totally understandable." Um, and Pat connected us with um, our current drummer PJ, who oh. is awesome and a total beast. He loves Radiohead and loves Umphreys and has always been fish adjacent, but never really dove into fish until like, until this. Right. And I will say I was able to snag a ticket for him on the 30th of uh, the MSG run recently. And he'd been to, I think three or four fish shows in the mid teen thousands and he was yeah it's like what do we call those years (laughs) i like that though mid 2010s yeah (laughs) and he was uh i think like they were like the shows some of the shows were like agreed upon that they weren't really like you know the best shows sure especially for a newcomer but luckily he came to the 30th and he had like a i think he had like a fish revelation which is cool because like you know i've been i've been sending him recordings and stuff and like he he's a fantastic drummer and he respects fishman uh but he never like had like a moment moment i was like where yeah. it was like oh this is why so many people are like absolutely fucking bananas about this <laughs> right um and then that happened on the 30th because were you at msg i was not Oh, i'm sorry i know <laughs> <was scary>. i've <laughs> never
0: been that's the one venue i've never been to man i'm not You've i gotta get there to no i've oh, never wow. been to new york dude the state, the state, at all. I'm not even sure that it exists. I've never seen it in real life. I think it's all just propaganda to try to hoax. get me. Yeah, it's a yeah. total hoax. <laughs> Niagara Falls sham. Yeah, it's. I think it's all fake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it it is huge. New York dude. is
0: huge, dude. Like, I would huge. love to get there. Yeah. I mean, one, I would love to see fish there. It's my favorite thing in the world. And it's like the Mecca. It's like one of those badges that you get. It's like if you've seen fish at MSG, like you're on, like you've got that Boy Scout badge, right? (laughs) And then also like millions of other Americans, like I could literally eat pizza every day for the rest of my life. And I'm so jealous that I've never had like a New York slice. I mean, it might be all hype. It might not even be real. But I want to try it. I need to go on a pizza tour and then hit fit. Like, that's all I would do, by you the way. If, yeah. <laughs> if I went on a New Year run in New yeah. York to see fish, I would just be eating pizza nonstop.
1: So there's one thing you're missing, though, and that's bagels. New York bagels. Oh, bagels. See, so bagels, are they? And one third bagels, maybe? Bagel okay. The morning, then the other two meals, you can do pizza.
0: I'll throw, I'll throw a bagel in. I've ne- I, I like bagels. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I've never, like, we've all had good pizza and we've all had shitty pizza, right? Yep. And there's a clear, like, difference. Like, you bite into a good slice, you're like, oh, my God, this is so much better. But I've never in my life, and I've had a lot of different bagels from different places. I've never had a bagel and I've been like, oh, my God, this bagel was so much better than this bagel. So bagels yeah. are bagels to me.
1: I've heard this from people from other states. I'm originally from New York, by the way.
0: Okay, there we um, go.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, Teach me. Teach it. me. Learn yeah. me on it. I grew up in Long Island. Um, and I've heard people say that, and I didn't understand it until I went away to school um, to like Buffalo area, New York, where like, you know, I might as well go as far as bagels are concerned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on the bagel spectrum, it's just sure. Ohio. Um, and I think it's just because people like they don't, in other places, it's, I, I don't know what it is. People don't, people just think it's a, a shape of bread. Yeah. Right? That's what, probably what you think, maybe. Yeah. So, like, let me
0: ask you, like, with the New York guess, style of bagel, like, mm-hmm. what's, what's different? What makes it different? Is it like chewier? Is it more dense?
1: Is it just a flavor thing? Like, what makes it? So, I better? think, I think that the two things that make it better are uh, the outer part is like, more uh crispy okay Like a, a good bagel is like when you bite into it the out the outer part is like a little crunchier but the inside is uh like chewier and like fluffier okay and, and neither part really tastes like the bread that we you know like, like bread like a loaf of bread right it's it, i think it's a distinct taste and i don't know
0: I'll have to. I got to get there and I got to try one, man. Because every single bagel that I've ever bitten into in my life has been like this.
1: Yeah. See now, no like four hundred shoes. Like no, per no, bite. <laughs> maybe maybe this rumored Baker's dozen two thing will be bagel themed, and you can live out this dream. Each uh, a different bagel. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And the last night will be everything so
0: one more quick thing on your band before we get into your fish story um the website who designed your website (laughs) you did so i've got it i'm gonna pull it up here because no one has
1: ever commented on this i'm so happy (laughs) dude people have to see this i mean well this
0: is like for one if this was a radiohead based podcast people would probably be like what's the big deal with fish fans that are listening and watching. First off, if you're just listening, pop onto the YouTube channel real quick and just look at this website. Tell me if anything looks familiar. (laughs) It's literally an identical copy of the fish website from colors to, did you make the logos too?
1: Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, developer like by trade also. And this is
0: really good. I mean, and even. Even the layout, I mean, it's yep. from how everything's set up. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess it says Designed and Built with Love by Alex Glover right there. <laughs> but I mean, and you've got everything on here. You've got your about, you've got your shows. I mean, it's identical to fish.com.
1: The shows are different and fish, I don't think has a video section, but the whole the whole news and about. and uh, Yeah, page, it's, it's very uh, cool. I, I was like, is this too much? And I was like, no, nah, this isn't this isn't too much. This is funny.
0: Dude, yeah, no, it's great. And even, like, the the live fish and weird fishes, like, logo. Actually,
1: so I'm going to drop something in the chat here. I know you're not as much of a Radiohead guy, but the library page <laughs> comes directly. I just ch- chatted you a link there. Okay. The library page comes directly out of the Radiohead uh, playbook
0: because they have see.
1: a public library page with kind of a gallery of everything that they've ever done.
0: Uh, I see. So even the website is a blend of the two. It had Excuse to be I, my I untrained eye only saw the fish part. That's
1: <laughs> I made it a rule that like it can't there can't ever be too much bias toward one to without one or the, other, or the other in some way. Yeah, I
0: like that, man. It's very cool. So I just wanted to give you a shout out on that. So thank you. And in, in, and is that where um so like if people are gonna find you like they would just go to weirdfishes dot com. That's where all your like shows yeah. and videos and everything are. So.
1: Yeah, we're pretty present on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, obviously, is great because that's, like, I feel like our bread and butter as a band like this is, as far as output, like, is is YouTube videos. Sure. We're not really, like, on Spotify yet um, just because of the cover nature of it. But, like, YouTube is good, sure. a good home, and then uh, Instagram's a good home. But everything gets posted to weirdfishes.com and all updates and everything.
0: Very cool, man. I would love to uh, catch a show at some point.
1: We're <laughs> in the area someday. And, you're in, uh, you're in, which are you in Georgia?
0: No, I'm in Michigan.
1: Wait, oh, you're in Michigan.
0: Yeah, so
1: Shane I, is oh, you say that because right? Shane?
0: Yeah, no, I found Shane. It's crazy, man. And that's kind of like why I started this podcast because like I wanted to meet people from all over and like yeah. hear their fish story, you know um but yeah i just met shane through uh instagram like i saw like his like funny like fish based posts and stuff i was like this dude is like pretty quick and i was like he seems fun and that's how i met him and then he just started like plugging me with every he was like check out this dude check out this dude check out this girl like and just started sending me like all kinds of people and i was like thanks man like (laughs) he's like helping out a a ton but yeah man so do you guys kind of stick around the like the Boston area or have you like done any tours or
1: yeah so uh we before the pandemic we went out to like as far as Chicago mm. and back we did like a short run um and then it took us a second to regain some mem- uh, momentum after the pandemic uh because sure. we only started in 2019 like a year okay. before it. um and we've played at like you know Burlington we've played at Nectars um We actually have an upcoming show at Nectars in February, and we were actually the last band to play at Nectars. Before before the shutdown? Yeah. Wow. I got an email from one of the the managers, and they were like, just so you know, you're the last band to play there. I was like, like, I'm I don't know how to feel about this, but (laughs) cool. (laughs) Yeah, good or no bad? (laughs) Bad?
0: Bad for you? Kind of a staple thing for us, maybe? I don't know. But that's cool, man.
1: uh, We did just get a booking agent um emily at omni arts group which i'm really excited about because up until now it's been me and she seems like a really awesome fit for our band and she gets what we're doing so i think we'll be doing a lot more traveling cool which will be ever
0: yeah you ever make it to michigan i would love to come see you guys
1: where's the spot
0: where's the spot oh there's a there's a lot man um i would assume that you guys would be closer down to detroit just like mm-hmm. to get more people or maybe like the Lansing area or like one of the college towns like Ann Arbor or Lansing or something like that.
1: A lot about Lansing and Ann Arbor.
0: Yeah. Because like the area that I'm in, like I'm kind of like in the thumb, like pit here, like where the Bay is. And there's yeah. not like a huge like scene here. Yeah. So, so coming where do
1: direct- to what's up? Where do, where do you go to, Uh, to see fish like where where's the most common area around there
0: oh the uh so around here it would be like the dt or pine knob like where they would come like the biggest place like in michigan um but i've so like i'm originally from oklahoma so i've always had to travel to see fish that's just like in my mind that's a part of it it's like i've never had the luxury of being like oh yeah there's five there's a run of five or six shows like 30 minutes away from me so like it's always been like a pack up and travel thing yeah um which doesn't really bother me i like getting to see different parts of the country and stuff but it makes an event yeah it makes it more yeah yeah, fun you get to spend more money which is always fun always fun (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) let's yeah let's get into um your fish story so when and
1: where did you first discover fish? Um, So I discovered that I liked fish Mm -hmm. um, at my old job uh, where I was, I I was just able to listen to music uh, during it. And I knew of fish in high school, but I didn't like fish. the people who listen to them so i thought that i didn't <laughs> like them I, <laughs> I was like an i was like a nothing kid in high school and i i just didn't i thought fish was like a whole thing that i hated but i couldn't even name you a song so it was just a stupid judgment right but, was it uh, was
0: it like the people like were they like cool kids that were like listening to fish or was it just like weirdos and you're like i don't want any part of that or what
1: i mean i don't know i was a punk ska kid mm, okay had i think i kind of just maybe predisposed myself to <laughs> thinking that everyone in my high school sucked and i think like <laughs> and also i was like a like very like straight edge ska punk kid in high school
0: ah, okay gotcha I
1: like i think yeah i, don't, I think it was a, a blend of like you said popular kids and weirdos but i don't care if it's popular or weird i just didn't really end up associating with anybody got it okay but, um yeah and then the one thing I do remember is that like one of the kids who liked them was just like always first chair saxophone in band, and I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, there must be like something to the band, but I wasn't like yeah ready for it yet really. Um, but then they came back onto my radar because I was <laughs> I got really into Flaming Lips at one point, and I listened to um, the Flaming Lips put out an album called I think it was like 7 skies hn it's a weird album that's 24 hours long um that was like that was the bit and i was like okay that is crazy you know like and it's you know it's not an album as much as it's like a piece of music that's like right you know very repetitive and stuff but it's still like a cool project and yeah it's like an art statement yeah, yeah. exactly yeah which which a lot of the flaming lips stuff is like that <laughs> yeah um and then I was, I think that just got me like curious and Googling. And it's probably like 2013 or something like that. Okay. And I, I was Googling, like, I was curious about like longest shows um, and okay. performances. And then that led me to like read about Big Cypress. And then uh, I saw that that was like the largest gathering of people at a concert for uh, for the millennium. And I was like, oh, this is like that was a this is a bigger thing than I like really thought it was right I was I was going to see bands at like you know local clubs and stuff like and I never really thought about like the larger thing and then I ended up reading more about fish uh and yeah like I started listening to their music like at that job and I always had heard that they're like guitarist is great and whatever and I play guitar so I started like pinpointing little spots to learn to like better myself at guitar mm-hmm. from their songs. And the first one that hooked me was the melodic section of divided sky. Very uh, cool. And yeah. around what year is this? For me, this is like 2013, 2013. Okay. So, uh, I'm pretty late bloomer with fish, but All I got, good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Better
0: um, late than never, man. So, it's yeah, and, yeah, totally. and that's wild because like, With a lot of people, I was about to say most people, but with a lot of people, it's like someone like introduces them to the band, right? They're like, hey, check this out. Check this out. I know you're into music. You're going to like this. But you just kind of like, and it's not like at, I mean, 2013, fish is not a secret by any means. This isn't (laughs) like the early 90s. You just like happened on it, like on your own, like googling longest shows and stuff and then you happen to play guitar you're looking at Trey and
1: stuff and yeah it was also this thing I thought I didn't like like just in vibe
0: right yeah yeah and I can totally I can totally understand that because <laughs> I mean you talk to anyone that's not a fish fan and they're like oh okay and it's like you immediately like picture like the dreaded dude with like yeah. patchwork exactly. pants and like
1: <laughs> Which you see like so infrequently, actually. <laughs> I know. I'm sure
0: in the in the early nineties it was way more prominent, but like now you just see like everyone just looks kind of quote unquote normal, like just like, like right. normal people, you know, yeah. whatever normal means. Um but that's cool. So 2013, like you're diving in, like you're learning. Passages like you're hooked on Divided Sky, learning the melodic section of that. Yeah. When did you jump in
1: and like go see your first show? So, uh, big difference there <laughs> because <laughs> I really wanted to go to uh, Magnaval. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I was in a band at the uh during this whole time called Nemus, which we had like a great time and we were basically playing like every weekend um, especially like during summer um and just any anytime that fish was touring and like that was my commitment from yeah for a while so I didn't actually end up going to see fish. I wanted to go to Magnawal we had shows that weekend um I had tickets to curveball that got canceled so I didn't actually end up seeing fish until uh all in 2018. okay um and I went to I went with some friends that I had met. Um, and I went out and stayed with them, and we all went to the Chicago shows. Um, and that was great. <laughs> I went to all three nights, and it was it was awesome. And like I had already known before I went to the shows that I was like a fan of the band, and I get it. Like, right, I get what the, the live music experience is like, and you know, right. I you're was, like, playing 40. music, you're yeah.
0: learning, you know, Trey's stuff. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. So 2018
0: in Chicago was your first.
1: Yep. Dip in i i've been outside of fish shows before because i was really into dopapod previous to this oh
0: very cool yeah
1: um and i i went to the dopapod new york city after party because i i really love dopapod like i was all in Mm -hmm. Uh, they did an after party during the baker's dozen where like i was obviously bumping shoulders with a lot of fish fans right like like i wasn't at the show for whatever reason oh i was at I was i was playing a show in new york city before that night right yeah um, and then i went to Dope pod after and i was just like i really got to make my way into this scene and actually go um, and then obviously the next year was curveball which didn't happen but then um all state which did and then yeah i went to a bunch in 2019 i went to mexico in 2020 with my oh, girlfriend. no shit yeah how was that uh it was great it was it was super awesome me and my girlfriend went and she uh, she was still, like, getting into fish, but, like, lo- you know, loving it. She was, like, totally into it.
0: Uh, you're like, oh, uh, we're in fucking Mexico on the beach totally <laughs> <not laughs> hearing music. <laughs> yeah, nothing not to love. And was and, that the year that, that Dave set in, or? No, that was last year. That was. Okay, so you went
1: in 2020. Okay, so you went 24. the year before. Okay, got it. And then it didn't happen in 21 because of the. Uh, pandemic sure and then 2022 it, last year was the day of year that's the year that Dave got happened. it got it um but yeah Mexico is cool I think a lot of people kind of shit on it online but it's great it's like it's not like this bougie gross money fest that a lot of people think it is I yeah it's and, a, relatively expensive but I think over time people spend a comparable amount to be in a crappy hotel in New York City uh, Yeah you know, and and drinking at Madison Square Garden. But it's it's fun Yeah. I'm sure if you were to, like, compare the bank bank statements
0: from, like, a four-night MSG run (laughs) to... To The um, all-inclusive. Yeah, Mexico show. It's going to be off by, like, a couple of hundred
1: dollars. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And the difference is you're in Mexico on the beach. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. I would love to do that, too. Totally. Um, So I'm curious, So since you kind of were a late bloomer like d- how many shows have you seen up until this point
1: That's a good question You're not a show counter? I I am but I don't know if, I'm going to say I I think it's 43
0: Dude that's covering a lot of ground in a handful in of northeast.
1: years <laughs> What? I live in the northeast.
0: Yeah, you're
1: you're kind of in a very good spot
0: to and, to and make that happen
1: my family's still in new york on long island so every christmas i go to long island and then I go right to MS. you're there yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a place to stay yeah yeah let's That's see awesome. if my count was right here i'm logging in oh this is this is why i don't trust my count because i added curveball on my fish.net and I always forget if I have to subtract three because they (laughs) have shows that you've attended. Yeah. (laughs) They should
0: just automatically do that. What are you on, .net? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But no, I see them here in the list. They're just grayed out. Um, But yeah, okay, so 46.
0: Okay. If you don't count those, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that I'm at 56 or 58. I can't remember. I had the um i recently got a new phone and i had the uh helping friendly app on yeah. my old phone which had everything plugged in
1: now and that now .Net to... VTI, right?
0: yeah but i don't VTI. have like a login or anything for dot yeah. i just do it like as a guest or whatever yeah um but yeah so that's crazy because i've been seeing fish since oh nine and i i You've been seeing them for a handful of years, and you're you're you're
1: putting in the work, man. You're putting in the work. I've have, I've have like always just really gotten into the things I'm into. Oh yeah, dude. I do the same thing. It's like I, I get really, onto something, and it's yeah. I get obsessed. yeah. Like I I just like, and it, it's cool because like it's. I was into a band called uh, Brand New for a really long time. They're like a, an alternative rock band. They've mm-hmm. since like banded. And they were, like, a very, like, cryptic thing where it's, like, they say very little on social media. Mm. They put out an album, like, once every not so often. And, like, right. tore a bunch of Like you know, don't talk to the crowd much. Like And, like, very rabid fan base. People who are into it are very into it, you know. And mm-hmm. at, by the end of the, their career, they had five albums. Like, 18 years, five albums. And it's just, like, there's not a lot to chew on. But everyone chews on every little thing. And, like, every little hint they drop and every little B-side. Right. And then to get into a band with a uh, 30 plus year history from that with the same like after that kind of like that phase ended, and now I'm like into this thing. It's like there's so much to chew on. And there's I already a have, lot. <laughs> I already have this mentality of like just like going deep into things. And I like knowing a lot about what I'm getting into and just like being mm-hmm. a part of the thing. Um so I went to a lot of shows just like kind of you know listen to a lot of shows just with that same mentality of like i think it was I, maybe i was trained on sparsity from like my previous yeah like but like it, it, there's not much sparsity with fish but you still yeah <laughs> still- there's
0: <laughs> so much so much to listen to to so much to chew on i mean everything yeah. from like the gags to albums to shows i mean my god you could listen to a new show every day for the rest of your life it seems like um so i'm curious with all of this that you're diving into or have been diving into do you have and i'm curious because you're a guitar player yourself do you have a favorite year of fish that you keep like going back to like we wake up on a saturday morning and you're making coffee cooking breakfast you're like what are you what year are you gravitating to
1: okay um Oh, it's, it's multifaceted question, it um, because a lot of the questions I ask are. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it also kind of depends on context, uh hundred straight up as a guitar player, hearing things that I would like love to be able to do, like if mm-hmm. I'm looking for that or hear, or showing fish to another guitar player or something like just face value, like. Less bullshit, more like or not bullshit, but like less inside joke. You just know, ripping, yeah, just straight ripping. 1992. Uh, See, in my head, I thought you were
0: gonna say ninety four. Oh 92. yeah, ninety two. Yeah, no, ninety two is great. Go ahead,
1: ninety four. No, ninety four is dope too. Um, but ninety two uh, specifically, um, the Schenectady show. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's May. 17th 92 or may 18th maybe uh and it's got this it's got the this ripping possum that uh it's probably probably like still the the most like the most straight fire guitar playing from the fish history that i've heard uh i think just as far as technical like proud Not i'm not talking about like creative guitar playing or like Cool jazzy note choices and stuff, but just straight technical shredding. I, I just, think it's the possum from ninety-two.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm not familiar off the top of my head with that, but I just made a note. I want to check it out. Yeah. Um dude, and 92, like 92, and then even 93, like some of the stuff that Trey does, and I think that it I think that in large, especially now with us being in 2023 those early shows like that get overlooked because you don't come across as many like soundboards and like, you're listening to like a lot of audience recordings. Yeah. But like if you can make it through like the shitty quality of like <laughs> the recording and just yeah. listen to what's happening dude, they're in their fucking like twenties and just hungry. Yes. And Trey is like, I want to see if I can hit this note on the 12th fret and then automatically come back up to the first. It's <laughs> It's just insane, dude. It's like his hands are like this fucking long. (laughs) It's like, how are you hitting all of these fucking notes?
1: Yeah, you can tell it's someone who's just still like in training totally. Yeah. In a a good way. Just like just training, like in the workout sense. But like. Playing every show
0: like it's their fucking last. Like there's so much energy, dude. It's so good.
1: And the thing, the other thing though, I think about those that like. I think maybe some people would say they're a little less. Like re listenable or like explorable because, like, there aren't as many like textural or like type two uh yeah. jams like in mm-hmm. them, which, like, which is totally valid and true, like, 100%, but just straight playing and speed and technicality. I uh, love that year. But if I want to go to a year where I'm like, I might hear something I've never heard like from this band, like, a, I might hear them do like a style of genre or of jam that i've never heard then then it's got to be probably 97 97 Uh, but like you know that's a pretty typical answer i think but uh i i think yeah i mean there's a lot of good stuff and then for effects driven stuff i think like the the 99 um i'm so glad you said that yeah do you follow there's a guy on Instagram, uh, Trey's 99 rig.
0: Uh, maybe. I follow so many fish accounts, I have no
1: idea who I follow. You, I think you, would, know, you would know if you followed this guy, and I'm going to give him a plug. I've never met him, but he has faithfully faithfully recreated Trey's exact rig from 1999 down to the replica of the strap locks, down to the strap. He's got a Languedoc. He's got oh. the speaker cabinets. He's got all the retro gear. He's like rewired some of it. Is this on Instagram? Yep. Look up Trey's ninety nine rig. It's Trey's incredible. Trey's ninety nine rig. It's like it's to a T. Found him. Yeah. It's Followed. crazy. Um, and that gave me a lot more respect for the the effects driven stuff, or just following that Instagram and actually seeing a little more. Like it's almost like you're getting a rig rundown from ninety nine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that game gave me a little more, like, intel into what's going on back then, which is cool. Yeah, and I'm curious. So, like, a
0: lot of my friends and I, like, we can tell, like, it's not so much a game because we've never, like, really brought this up, but maybe and this might just be in my head, but, like, like if we're, like, meeting up at like, and we're at a show or something and someone's got, like, a random show on or a random song on, yeah, it seems like there's always someone that wants to guess, like, what, Yeah, not, not what song, not what jam, not where the show's at. It's like you want to guess what year it is just <laughs> based off of the tone. Yeah. And like I said, it's never been like a spoken thing of like, okay, try and guess what year this is from. But it seems like there's always someone that's like, just 98? Thought so. Thought and so. then, <laughs> like, you just kind of like walk around and you're like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, I, the tone I does
0: change so much, like not with just the band, but like with Trey, like you can tell like ninety nine, like you can tell that tone is so like, I don't oh, yeah. even know the word for it. yeah, it's like wet
1: but clean. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's got <laughs> he's achieving maximum sustain, yes, ability then. But I do think that that game can you can maybe trick yourself a little bit. you because can because I think a lot of it and you can even hear this with today's recordings but i think a lot of it is is the recording itself and even if they're both soundboards the venue might sound totally different and True. i think you can i think you know if if someone really engineered a situation like with with the idea of tricking somebody else they could probably via via the mix you could probably convince like a fish head who thinks they know everything that a show from last year wasn't like was a 97 you
0: know like like, just, in a, like specific jam part or just
1: something. if you if you recorded it the right you know if you recorded it and mixed it to sound like to just tr- trigger all the little 97 like yeah head you know I, I think as far as tone obviously his tone has changed across the years but my whole position especially as a recording engineer is i feel like there are so many other things at play too that like subconsciously affect people's or consciously. Sure. People know that the difference in sound quality, but like, yeah, I think, I think there would be a way to like, you know, make a convincing 1997 sounding recording out of a band's performance from 2021 or 2020.
0: Dude, I would love to hear that. <laughs> I, I would love to have that as like, that would be a fun challenge. That would, yeah. Like I want to see someone do that. like a podcast. <laughs> based just off that like (laughs) if someone can get a hold of all of fish's or not stems but like all of fish's like single recordings and remaster and try to convince someone that a show played last year was like a show from 99 or 97
1: Just dude, like, I would listen to the shit out of that on the guitar channel to like make up for the lack of compressor in his current tone or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're getting into some like super nerd music shit right now. <laughs> I would love yeah, that. <laughs> I would love that,
1: dude. Okay, maybe that, that would actually be a fun, uh, yeah, a little segment for your your podcast, <laughs> dude. Yeah,
0: I'd have to have you do it though because I have no idea where to even begin on uh, <laughs> remixing music. <laughs>
1: yeah, I would get my hands on their stems, so. That would be cool. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay, so favorite year of fish. Go ahead.
1: I I was going to say, what are some some of your favorite years? We're going to hear this every week, kind (laughs) of.
0: I've said before, but I feel like just like everyone, like it's conditional. Like my answers change, you know. It -hmm. depends on like what kind of mood I'm in. Like if I wake up, you know, kind of, you know, on the wrong side of bed, so to speak, and it's a cloudy day, which we have a lot of those here in Michigan. Um, And I just want to like burn through some shit i'm going 94 because it's just like yeah crunch like crunch like trey's playing mad i'm mad let's like let's fucking burn this shit down um and then not to beat 99 too much but like man i feel like 99 is a year that gets overlooked in the grand scheme because you had so much greatness in 95 you had so much greatness in 97 um and then yeah even like in college I listened to a lot of 93, specifically Spring 93. That was like my jam that I listened to like all the time. It just felt like it felt like they were like. They've always done a good job of like listening and finding the hole and locking in. But some of those shows in Spring 93, it's like on a different like it's on a different level because it's so it's so new still, but they're so Like on it, like I don't know. I guess
1: I have a favorite show of '93 that I can think of, or I, if I can specifically think of a '93 show, what's like your favorite '93 show? If you had to say,
0: um, I don't
1: know, off I know the like top the, bigger, of my head. the bigger releases, like they have the uh, the Roxy one from '93, I think.
0: Yeah, I've listened, uh, yeah, that's that's a more popular one. Um, yeah. the ones that I would listen to would be on like um, the ReListen app and yep. just like the kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like the audience recordings. Um, That's where I found like the meat, so to speak. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's, I'm always convinced that like every time they put out like a new like release, I'm like, they have to know like all of these like gems of shows that like people like talk about and like hold in like high regard. And they're just like, Ah, eh, we'll get to it. Here's one that we wanted to remaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Once in a while, though, they do like end up remastering one where people are like, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it
0: kind of bounces all over with me, too. Um, lately, what have I been doing lately? Um, honestly, lately, I've just been turning on, like, I've just been telling A-L-E-X-A. I'm just like, tell her to play fish and listen to whatever she decides to play. Right. Um.
1: Oh, wow. But does yeah. She know, does she know to play it from like not Spotify?
0: No, yeah. It comes from Spotify. That's what I have linked up. So it just like uh, does like okay. a mix of like oh, whatever.
1: That, yeah. that is a... I've never used that approach.
0: Yeah, sometimes. Like,
1: the full show vibe.
0: Oh, and I think I did actually, now that you bring that up, I think at one point I did have to tweak something because whenever I would tell her to play Fish, she would just... Start from like the most popular songs on Spotify, <laughs> yeah, and it would just start with Farmhouse every night, every time, and I'd just be like, "Okay, we got to fix this." But yeah, <laughs> I guess the last thing that I was listening to was Hampton, ninety eight. So okay, that's the that's the last thing that I listened to. So and 98's good too, man. Blending out of that funk and into that kind of yeah not space, but like kind of space or spreading it out a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, all over map. some good, some good jams. Also, I feel like the festivals that were happening in those years were like they end up like being these colossal moments in those years that kind of outshine some of the rest of the shows, even though the the shows themselves are are great too. Absolutely,
0: yeah, that's a very good point. Um, so, whenever you're listening to Fish over these years, and this could be before like you saw your first show or anything, do you have any or what is your favorite jam of all time hmm I always say desert island you can take one jam with you and that's the only fish that you can listen to for the rest of your life I'm gonna pull up my playlist <laughs> <laughs> dude it's an impossible question and it's funny because I've had some people on here that would just be like not answering
1: that it's impossible <laughs> no okay <laughs> I can easily tell you my favorite from like periods of time. Like, you, okay, you, yeah, like, no, let's let's do
0: this. And I wish I that I could to. give a shout out because I saw someone tweet this and I don't remember who it was, but Fish Twitter, I'm sure will plug They'll them. Know. They said, "What is your favorite jam?" Or I think they took a different approach, like, "What's your favorite song?" But like, favorite jam from 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, if you have. Him. okay
1: that's a, that's maybe a good way to do it yeah um so i'm looking through my my playlist of good jams here and they're all segmented too so it, it's, it's just as hard of a question <laughs> not um, really open you at all well so one thing that I, i've oh no no i can't say that well here i'll give you easy easy answer for me easy for yeah. me uh in the last year i thought that the or no, in the last two years or three years, I think that the the bang or down with disease was uh, incredible, mm-hmm. uh, and I could listen to that many, many, many times um, because it just feels really focused, and it feels like a lot of interplay between the band members. Um, and I don't think that I can point to another jam from the last two or three years that feels as absolutely like focused and locked in as that. I thought that okay. was, um, are you familiar with it it's from this past summer? I am. And yep. yeah, I think some people like it cause it's long and other people don't like it cause people like it cause it's long. <laughs> but I think, I think, you know, there, there are longer jams and I, I don't think the length has anything to do with it. I think uh, that, that jam was a lot of meat and I absolutely loved it.
0: I like the way that you said that, too, because, you know, it's like the saying of, like, (laughs) take not to take it too phallic, but, like, it's not the size that matters, it's how you use it. Same thing with with jams. Like, a lot of people see, like, 20-plus minute jams, and it could all be just fucking,
1: you know, that fucking... And some people instantly love things for that reason. And some people instantly hate them for that reason. Yeah.
0: But dude, you can find some solid fucking jams that are less than 10 minutes long. That's Oh,
1: totally. Yeah. Especially in the last couple of years. Yep. Um,
0: Micro jams, so to
1: speak. Yeah. One thing I will say on this topic, I'm just going to put my position out there Mm -hmm. and also bring it back to 94. And maybe you will disagree with me, but I think that the Providence David Bowie is that everybody loves is really fucking terrible. Uh, okay, why? I, and I've re-listened to it four or five times just to tr- make sure that I'm not okay. I don't know. That, Give me your position.
0: I'm I'm trying to listen. <laughs> I'm trying to be open. Okay. Do you love it? Do you love it before I, go I on? do? I do okay. love it. That's cool. Okay. Um, but hearing but, you as a musician, like I'm, I'm curious to hear like why it's not or why it's like overrated.
1: To me, it, it doesn't feel exploratory and focused as much as it does feel funny.
0: Okay. Um, like, are we talking about like the end being funny or
1: like? No, no. I, I know, like when he starts talking, yeah. about it, it's funny. But uh, like, oh, even just a lot of the bashing and stuff that comes before that, just like kind of like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not sophisticated enough. Maybe people would say that it's like kind of an avant-garde jazz thing, which may be true. But hey, I look really... at me. Nobody's saying that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no sophistication here. There's no other like music majors out there being like, okay, you hear this part at the beginning where it's not music at all. What you're not getting is this is the minor seventh like distorted <laughs> and like Fishman is real. No,
1: nobody's no, doing seven. it. <laughs> no, <laughs> so go ahead. And I will say I do think the beginning is uh, that part is cool. Like that's a cool ambience yeah. part. Uh, I'm more talking about uh, after the composed section and before the talking mm-hmm. uh, or the, you know, whatever. Do it now. Before that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm totally on board with that. Anytime yeah anytime they're saying words that are not part of things and like dark, you know, it's like, yeah, that's always, uh, that's always fun and funny. Yeah. But the whole musical passage before that just has never really resonated with me. And, uh, maybe someday I'll get it, but, uh,
0: I don't, you know what it's, it it could be, it could be just different taste, right? Like, there's some jam, like, you know, you're talking about the, the banger disease, like maybe that style right, right is more of like your flavor and you know i'm open to i'm not changing my position on on this but like i'm <laughs> open to it being one of those situations to where you know like when you're coming up in fish and you're going through fish school so to speak you know and like learning everything you can and like you hear all of these like monumental jams and you're like oh yeah this is the greatest reba or like you know providence bow or whatever and right. you have that bias going into listening listening to it being like, "Okay, this is one of the best, like I'm gonna listen to it, and then like you're automatically like, "Oh my God, I love it, uh, so I am open to that being part of why it's so big, yeah, but still and- at the same time, man, it's a fucking monster <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude, that's one I that's in my like, constant rotation, oh yeah, really, yeah oh, but I do I brought it up. No, no, it's it's fine. I'm not I'm not that passionate about it. But I will say, like I, I will kind of like, I know at this point like what parts I want to hear. So like I'll like fast forward and like skip. Like you uh, know, like I don't every single time I listen to it, listen to all the, do our, do our lassie. <laughs> like I kind of like listen to the parts I want to listen to. Right. But that's an interesting take, and I hope the internet. Um, we're gonna hate my band now. I hope. I hope they're easy. I hope they take it e- take it easy on Alex. Okay, <laughs> we're we're talking different opinions here. Not everyone has to like <laughs> the Providence bow.
1: <laughs> Got your back. I'd be interested to hear what the band has to say about that one. I would too, especially at this point in their career, because you know? I don't think i I would struggle to believe that it's even a blip on their radar. Oh, really? That's
0: interesting. I could. <laughs> I mean, and it
1: could be because. I think Mike,
0: at least to my knowledge, I, I could be missing something here. He seems but, to listen
1: back the most.
0: Yeah, he's the only one that I've really seen comment back and be like, hey, this was my favorite. These are my favorite jams of this year or whatever. Right. And here's why. You know, I would really yeah. be interested to hear Trey's take on some of these, especially some that get like fucking out there like that. Is he yeah. like, oh, no, I don't remember that at all. That was during Trey,
1: a like, huh? what? What? Oh that! Oh
0: that! And then he just starts oh. laughing. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah."
1: But that would be interesting hey, to hear. We were talking backstage right before <laughs> that show, actually. Yeah.
0: Let's see if we can scare everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, this, I'm assuming. I, I actually I don't want to assume, but if you could see Fish cover any song, what would you?
1: What would it be? What would you pick? I would love to see them play MGMT. Um, I would love to hear fish cover Siberian breaks by MGMT. Um, Which is from an album called congratulations. It's their second album. I think to listen, I'm not familiar with it. My knee jerk answer would be like one of MGMT's hits just because it's fun. Right. But if they actually think about that, they would not be good at it. It would not be good. Like, it's just it would that would be pointless. Um, just because I feel like they sometimes with those like straight up just like meat and potatoes pop songs, it's like Fish kills it on the anthemic ones, but sure. the MG, MGMT ones aren't really like that anthemic. Mm-hmm. But Siberian Breaks is this like thirteen minute long, um, like psych rock masterpiece, um, and it came. It's it's on MGMT's second album. Their first album is the one with all the hits everybody knows. Second album came out and they lost like 50% of their audience because this album had no singles and it was, you know, people thought it was bullshit, but they were actually like doing what they wanted to do. And it is awesome. This is that track is very long, but there are some just awesome psych pop songs. that sound like they're straight out of like the 60s. Okay. Uh, It's it's one of my favorite albums uh congratulations by mgmt and i'd love to hear fish cover Siberian breaks
0: i'm not familiar so i'll have to throw that on too i'm curious like whenever i ask that question and it's a song that i'm not familiar with i always that's like the first thing i do after these podcasts is i'll like turn it on to like hear like i'll try to hear fish doing it so i'm curious and you said it's 13 minutes long
1: yeah it's it's got about six movements throughout it and it's not 13 minutes of jamming or anything it's like uh it's like little movements of song that kind of all wrap together. Cool. And it's, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, if I was at the show, I'd probably rather party to like fish playing time to pretend or electric feel. But, uh, sure. but if I were like to listen to really listen back and see like if fish actually like
0: did their homework me. on it.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. If they did their homework on it. I think they could put out a really cool version of Siberian breaks.
0: Okay, cool. I'm, <laughs> excited to listen to it. Yeah. Um so from your time that you've like started seeing fish like in 2018 up until now, I'm sure you've done a million MSG runs like you're right there. Um <laughs> what are some of your favorite memories that stick out from uh being on tour or at shows? It could be in the parking lot, it could be on the way there, it could be things you see inside um what are just some of those like iconic memories that stick out
1: yeah um I the ones that always like stick out and like make us like me and my girlfriend do this together now all the time the ones that make us the happiest are just like the uh the reconnections across like with with different people and just like the just momentary like oh wait we are always next to you like what the. Yeah. Heck? <laughs> stuff like that it's just it's awesome uh the first time it happened was like we we went to msg in 2018 no 19 mm-hmm. we went in 2019 and we were i was playing an after party that night and we were chatting with these two uh these two girls in line at msg about like the after party um that was the only time we really met them and then, like two and a half months later in mexico we were like we were knee deep in a hour-long conversation with these two girls which spoiler alert, ended up being like the two same girls and the whole time we were all like you guys seem so familiar and they were like we were like oh we met we like we spent a minute and a half talking at Madison Square Garden maybe and then like all realized like you're like oh that's the show and they're like oh you're you're the guy you did the after party and like that's not a favorite memory but that's like a likeness of the favorite memories yeah where, like, um but like actual favorite memory
0: funny shit that's That's happened it's
1: it is hard like on the spot like you know because joyous memories of seeing someone that i forgot i was gonna see or not forgot i was gonna see but like didn't like you know we didn't text yeah no we didn't plan to meet up. oh wait okay favorite memory got it okay got it great this girl i used to work with um hannah also my girlfriend's name is hannah but different hannah Hannah. at the job where i actually listened to fish uh i met this girl hannah We fell out of, she, that that place went out of business and we we lost touch. Um, And then at Hershey Park in 2021, yes, we, uh, me and my Hannah were at Hershey Park, uh, like before the show doing like the roller coasters and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I heard just like Alex Glover, which is my name. Um, and it was Hannah from my old job with her crew of like, I don't know, six people like her, her old group. And I was like, Oh shit, cool. And as we met up with them, it started and anyone who is at Hershey park, this is the second night. will totally remember this. It started just downpouring. Um, this is like two hours before the show. And it all had also happened the previous night too, Mm -hmm. but it downpoured and we all ran out of Hershey park and we ran like under the trolley, like the train trolley station Uh um and we got there like just before it started absolutely dumping buckets and thundering and lightning and like one of the worst terms that i've ever seen like close up uh right which i'm sure anyone in lancaster county would laugh at me for saying <laughs> crazy weather down there you're right um but then like so it was all eight of us now me and my girlfriend crewed up with them and like i reconnected with my friend kind of from work she like kind of trained me but like and she was into fish at that time but like i wasn't yet that's the job where i started listening more right um and like now and then under that trolley station we kind of like we were there for like an hour because we could not leave and we were all just like hanging out shooting the shit and getting to know each other uh-huh and then now we 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 like hang out basically every show we gone they live in boston we've gone to their house for dinner they're like our buddies we'll go to other shows together You've and mended- I, or not mended, but like yeah.
0: not joined cruise. Like, yeah,
1: we, we cruise. We like yeah. we are friends. You know, with these people, and it's like that's cool. Like, I, it's uh, it is. So that's not really a single memory, as much as like a great thing that uh, the the trolley station is the memory, but the result is the good yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's and that's the best. Like, that's whenever I ask these questions,
0: I typically like get you know like the same type of reaction, like someone will like start telling a story and then they'll finish and they'll be like, uh, but you know, like it was, it was, you had to be there type thing, you know, but it's, yeah. but it, that's why I ask it is because every single person that's one listening to this podcast, you know, has been at a show, I assume, and had a situation like that to where it's like you tell the story and then you're like, oh, you had to be there to like know what I'm talking right. about, but everyone's been there and everyone's experienced that. So like,
1: yeah, no, I totally during your own story. And then yeah. you kind of like late for the end and you're like, Oh, well, yeah, it was, it's really great. You got to, yeah. Look. Yeah. But up to your point, I know
0: exactly what you're talking about. Dick's last year, you know, I'm there with my crew. There's four of us, five of us. And, um, that's oh, like, our,
1: huh? right. Oh, yeah. There was not Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: that Friday. Yeah. Friday
1: night. My girlfriend was there, but I was not.
0: Dude, Yeah, that was that was crazy. But like I'm talking like day one, it's Thursday. We get on the lot. It's like 4 p.m. We haven't texted or talked to anybody, but we know accumulatively probably 20, 25 people that are there immediately get out of the car or the Uber and walk up. And the first person that we see is one of our homies, Gabe. And just like right off the bat. And it's just like, yo, it's like, we didn't even text you. And it's like, what happened? Then we meet up and everything. And then we go and we like find our next person and find our next person. And it's like one of those things, like you tell that story and someone's like, okay, <laughs> but if you've ever been a part of that, like yeah. you get it, you know? So
1: <laughs> I totally really know not. what you're saying. Especially because you could text someone and half the place fish plays. It's really hard to text because of like just the amount oh yeah. of people, but like, you could you could be trying to meet up with someone like over and over like for hours and just have it never happen. Yep. But then the idea that you're there at a sea of twenty twenty odd thousand people and then you're yep. just like Oh yeah. great. I just met up with like fifteen people. you. It's like great. It's like the ultimate take it yeah. as it comes, kind of just yeah. You know. It's the best, man.
0: It's the best. Yeah. Dude, Alex, thank you so much for taking the time to be on today. I've loved having- getting to meet you. I've loved discovering your band. I've loved hearing your story. Um, I appreciate it, man. And hopefully, um, I know we've got spring tour dates, but hopefully after we get our summer tour dates, you know, our will cross at, at a show and we can meet in person, but yeah, thanks man. And if you're in the, uh, the Boston area or anywhere that, uh, weird fishes is going to be touring, uh, check them out, go to Weirdfishes.com, find them on Instagram, find them on Facebook. And, uh, it's it's a cool blend, man. Like whenever I was listening to you guys, I was like, because I like when you hear like people are gonna someone's blending Radiohead and Fish. Like I think the the one that I the first one that I listened to, let me look on your, it was like a blend of like Chalk Dust Torture and and High and Dry. And high and dry. Right, yeah, because High and Dry. Like I'm not like a hardcore Radiohead fan. I know their I hits, know <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I know High and Dry. I think that's why I clicked on it because I was yeah. like. If I listen to a blend of a Radiohead song that I don't know, I was like, "This is just going to sound like a new song to me." Like, I want to hear like the how it's blended.
1: Dude, you guys killed it! it. That's one of the rules. I I, I approach all of our arrangements with like two rules. Mm -hmm. Like, the first one is that like no Radiohead song can sound like itself. Like, so we're never doing a straight Radiohead cover, right? right? So it always has to be reconfigured, kind of in a more fish or like funk or just fun style, right? Mm-hmm. And the other is that no fish song can be like a standalone. So like we're never just gonna play. Yeah. Here's you enjoy myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> yeah.
1: It's gotta be attached to a radiohead song that has been rearranged. And yeah. So you gotta you still have too. to standalone your standalone rearranged radiohead songs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you will never have a standalone fish song but you will also have a lot of the mashups yeah those are those are my rules just to keep things like fresh and not never yeah. like a, a cover straight up cover band
0: dude you guys do a great job and i would love to see you <laughs> at some point and i hope i see you at a fish show soon i hope so and, too man uh, it's it's been great talking to you and hearing your story man thanks for coming on
1: it has yeah have a great day
0: all right see you. peace